Tech is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersections of technology and ministry. It is part of the podcast network sponsored by Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Our show today is hosted by Martin Spriggs and Sally Draper. Welcome back to Wells Tech, everybody. This is episode 715, recorded on December 8th, 2023. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Show about technology and ministry. My name is Martin Spriggs, and I'm joined as usual, in person, in not person. as usual, but <laughs> this time in person right. by Sally Draper. Hey, right. Sally. I'm thinking that it's a little more complicated when we're in person. We have. Um, a wonderful videographer along with us. Shout out to Russell. Thank you for being here and, and lights camera. and ca multiple cameras and all kinds of fun. So um, we are happy to be together for this last time in 2023 as we look back at the best that we've done this year. Yep. In case you're wondering, you're, we are in my office at the Center for Mission and Ministry here in Waukesha, Wisconsin. We've got a Christmas party tonight too. Oh so yes, looking, looking forward to that. To that. So. All right, so as you mentioned, we're gonna take kind of a retrospective look at, the, at 2023, uh, pretty eventful year by many accounts. And uh, on the show, we covered a lot of territory as well, some different trends we saw emerging. Um, and of course, our favorite segment, the, the picks that we had. Oh, you know, we yeah. can kind of see how we did at the end <laughs> of the year. Um, how many of those were, were still uh, rocking and how many are, uh, not there anymore. Boat so, anchors or yeah, something exactly. like that. So, all right. So we want to maybe start with some the the big you know cornerstone events, uh, milestones, those kinds of things. Anything come to mind, Sally, from from 2023? It definitely does. We turned 700, so brand new century of Wells Tech happening. Um, we started way back in 2008, Martin, and uh, for many years did a podcast every week. Now we're biweekly, but still going strong and technology and ministry keep cranking out new topics for us to talk about. Yep. And maybe the last time, well, we were we, we did a show at your in place. October. Yeah, but mm -hmm. before that, Lutheran Leadership Conference. Yeah, that was an amazing conference yeah. in Chicago and um, just a boatload of information of all the different ways that you can be involved with your congregation and, and help out and learn new things. Yeah, so. great venue. We sat in a big hall oh, and yeah, had a conversation. That was super cool. Had Dan Retzloff join us. That's right. Um, our director of software services. That was a great conversation. But yeah, that's one of those um, that you don't quickly forget. For you know, sure. A lot of the connections that you make, conversations you have, and just the great resources. And it's nice to see kind of wells coming together for mm -hmm. that purpose, right? Mm -hmm. It was a wonderful event. And I was able to take it back to my home congregation, did a little presentation there on some of the things that I learned about outreach and youth ministry and things like that. So um, I can see the ripple effects already going out yeah. from, from the conference. If you want to kind of uh, We'll put a link to obviously the, that show, but also leading up to that show, we got to interview a number of presenters mm -hmm. at the show, which was very enlightening as well because we're very focused on very pragmatic or practical ministry topics. Very uh, true. So, mm -hmm. uh, another big thing, mm -hmm. um, and we're actually in the midst of kind of having conversations about this with uh, with Jason and Rachel 
is the place of AI, artificial intelligence, in ministry, uh, whether that be in the parish ministry or uh, in the classroom itself. Um, that's been an interesting journey so far. So and far, I, it's probably, who knows it's, what's it's, ahead. We're just getting, I think, on the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. here. Right? Yeah, I can, I can basically open my Facebook feed at any time and have someone saying it's the worst thing that ever happened, and it's the best thing that ever happened to someone else. So um, we're, we're kind of treading new territory, and maybe the sky's falling, but maybe we're going to get through it just fine. Yeah. Is it useful? Is it something we should be afraid of? You know, where, what's its place? Mm -hmm. You know, lots of unanswered questions. For sure. And um, that's kind of what we do on the show is we try and figure out what the questions are and then uh, explore some of the answers. So stay tuned for more of that in 2024 for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Sally, one big important segment of our show uh, over the years has been the ministry resources section. We want to be as practical as possible. We want to give people tools, things that we think can be immediately useful in the parish or in the, cl in the classroom or in ministry opportunities. So what, uh, what strikes you as things that stand out over 2023 that fit in that category? Yeah, the one that I definitely was impressed with was this Everyone Outreach. Um, we just wrapped up an interview with Dan for our Christmas show and he talked about that even, that mm -hmm. um, just equipping people, not the pastor, not the committees, the council or whatever, the entire congregation, all Wells members to have this outreach mindset and ability to do it comfortably, to let their light shine, to build relationships, yep. that kind of thing. So there's a program called Everyone Outreach and it gives you exercises and things. There's an on-site um, workshop that's held with mm -hmm. the congregation members. They really want the entire congregation to show up for it. It's pretty neat. Um, and then you leave there with like things to do and partners to check in with and all kinds of cool stuff. If you haven't experienced it yet, you can find out more at everyoneoutreach.com and um, you can definitely uh, plan for doing that in 2024. Right. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to the interview that Sally just referenced with Dan Numminson from Congregational Services, he does a nice job of kind of saying where that fits in their overall go forward strategy with Congregational Services. I realize you know, maybe podcast listening isn't at the top of your list during the Christmas season, but that would be something I'd really encourage you to take a look to a listen to. That's episode 714, the one just before this. So take a listen to our interview with Dan mm -hmm. Nelson. Uh, I think one that stands out for me, and we've mentioned it a few times on the podcast over the course of the, the year, the last year or so, is the another program from Congregational Services called The Foundation. And uh, that was also referenced in our interview with Dan, yeah. too. A uh, very important toolkit for uh, church leaders or worship uh, planners to get together that worship experience and all the resources that might go along with it. So sermon studies or a sermon podcast where yeah. you can listen about listen. Uh, to even seminary profs get together and talk about the you know the the, 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 tea, the key uh, things that maybe should come out of that particular text. Uh, worship resources like uh, service folders, worship graphics, promotional material, things for teens and kids, those kinds of things. Um, vid intro videos for series. Uh, they've just done a nice job of bringing all that together and I thought that was one of the, and that's also what we're hearing from the field, what a great resource uh, from our pastors and, and those in worship planning positions saying, hey, 
wish we had had this years and years yeah, ago. For sure. I love that you used and, pastors and. and I'm actually just gearing up getting involved in my own congregation, making use of the social media resources that are mm -hmm. there. So things to post on Facebook with blurbage to use in your newsletters, all kinds of great things uh, to take advantage of to go along with the church year and the different um, texts that are appropriate for that time of year. Yep. We'll put a link in the show notes to all of the ministry resources that we've had. Uh, wellstech.wells.net is the place to go for all that stuff. You can go back to the beginning of Wellstech time, <laughs> uh, back to 2007 when we started all this, uh, to see all those resources. Some of those don't apply as much anymore, but um, good stuff there, I think. For so sure. Thanks for putting together those compilation pages. That's super helpful. All right, now to our picks of the week segment. Nope. So, oh, did I skip one? Interviews, I'm sorry. <laughs> Got to do it in order, Mark. Yep, exactly. You have to do it in order. Um, interviews are something that I really look forward to in our, our, our show scheduling is who do we get to talk to other than each other? Not that these conversations aren't exhilarating and, and fulfilling, but bringing you know, some, <laughs> you know, some fresh perspectives and some frontline people in who are doing ministry things with technology. Uh, that are interesting people to talk to and uh, share their stories. So right. anything strike you as an uh, interview that... You know, I'm going to go off script a little bit because um, two people that we should make mention of, and you've already done it once um, in this discussion, are Jason Schmidt and Rachel Feld, who join mm -hmm. us on a, uh, I think like every other month during the school, school year. year. Mm -hmm. And so technically we interview them quite often. We pick their brains for all kinds of education right. technology focused um, things, and they are just a wonderful blessing. Have been for many years, and uh, before that we had Gail Potratz on, and um, just really enjoy the fresh insights they bring as well. But besides Jason and Rachel, um, yeah, I wanted to do a particular shout out to my pastor's wife. That would be Carissa Nelson, who was on just recently to talk about worship visuals. And she gave us a lot of things that maybe people would be surprised by, um, just about keeping things simple mm -hmm. and clean um, and not overdoing it and not overpowering the important reason people are in church. Yep. And uh, just mentioning the foundation, she actually is one of the artists behind a lot of that sure. graphical work that's part of the foundation series. And so her style is kind of simple and calming and and mm -hmm. and that's what came across in the interview for sure. So she was definitely one that stood out to me. Yeah. I would say gentle spirit, but a, a designing powerhouse. I mean, there she, you go. She puts a lot of stuff out there and it's quality stuff. Mm -hmm. So for something sure. that everybody should be taking a look at if they want some visuals to go along with their, their worship planning. So mm -hmm. yeah, I enjoyed that interview as well. Another one I enjoyed was with our own Amanda Klemp, who works in the communication services group and uh, a show about e-newsletters. Mm -hmm. uh, something that um, I think it should be an important part of any communication strategy within a congregation. Uh, how do you get that word out in clear and multiple ways in a visually appealing way? Uh, also, many newsletters that come out of our building, she talked about, and uh, those are resources that could be shared as well. So she kind of talked through the importance of them, some things to think about. She's, uh, uh, she's a great editor, and she kind of knows what to look for, and uh, a good communicator. So that would be, uh, that was episode 701, um, where we talked with Amanda. So take a listen to that one as well. 
I'm ready to go off script again. You okay oh, with that? Okay. All right. I, lo I love it when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> One thing we didn't put on our list of things to mention from 2023 was our summer book read. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, Tech Like a Pirate, which I really enjoyed. And uh, I thought it was a super practical read. It's not heavy or whatever, but it comes from uh, Matt Miller over at Ditch That Textbook. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just gives you a lot of practical ways that technology can enhance mm -hmm. the things you're doing in the classroom. So we do spend a good bit of time um, on ed tech topics. And um, then we have these other topics related to church and e-newsletters and worship graphics. So trying to keep a good balance there and so many neat people to talk to and read. Excellent. So. Yep. Nice ad. Mm -hmm. All right, Sally, top three picks of the week. I have four. Is that okay? I may have to throw in another one, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go for it. What's okay. your number three? My number three is a tie. It's my hardware picks of the year. Um, and that would be my Apple Watch, which I'm still loving, still wearing, still listening to Minnie Mouse tell me what time it is. And um, it's been so valuable. For one thing, I can answer my phone right here. I can mm -hmm. even take FaceTime calls on my watch, which is super cool That's when crazy. my grandson's calling me. Right. Um, but very practical to have all my to-do list and things like that right here. Um, all my text messages come in there and things like that. And um, obviously, kind of a challenging year for me and um, some health difficulties. But um, the Apple Watch has actually helped me in that regard as well. And one thing it did when I was wheelchair bound was actually count my wheelchair rolls. Mm -hmm. So my fitness kept going even with my Apple Watch on board. So very cool addition to my hardware lineup. The other was the hardware trump of the year, which was um, our new laser cutter engraver that we bought, Xtool D1 20 watts. So um, really excited to have that in the Draper household adding to a lot of other fun toys that we have and coming up with some neat stuff. Yeah, haven't so. burned the house down yet, have you? Not yet, <laughs> that's thankfully. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. All right, my number three is um, Working Genius. It is a, a framework for understanding the, um, the profiles similar to um, Strength Finders, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with Strength Finders but it does it more from a very pragmatic or practical how you work together approach. Um, there are only six types of working geniuses. I'm not gonna go through all of them now, but if you're interested in kind of a very straightforward, easy to understand exploration of how people think and how they interact with each other and maybe their, their best superpowers related to how they fit on a team, um, that would be a framework I'd uh, have you look at. It's by Patrick Lencioni, uh, a Christian author, and he's done Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Death by Meeting, mm -hmm. some other great resources, but uh, he kind of came up with this concept of how to look at how people work together and what their strengths, what their geniuses are, and what their geniuses aren't. Um, and it kind of gives you a nice vocabulary to talk with each other as a team saying, Hey, I now understand why you come at a problem or a solution the way you do, or why you're so interested in um, you know, thinking in the clouds while I just want to get across the finish line. And we, it takes all those kinds of uh, approaches, and Geniuses. God has put those 
uh, geniuses in us uh, and uh, has created dynamic ministry teams as a result. So it's, I think it's a great framework and we've used it here in our office. I've met with other areas of ministry and we've talked about some of those things as well. Super helpful to kind of think about things in the same way. So that's my pick number three of the year. And I just happen to be on Martin's team, so I've used it here in our office as well. And I'll just kind of tip my hat to it. I've done the strength finders and other assessments. And I think one of the things that this has going for it is that there's only six, mm -hmm. because it's just a lot simpler. Like I can't remember yeah. all of those, exactly. what does, all of those different things mean. But I can see these things playing out in the mm -hmm. teammates that I work with on a daily basis. And you know, um, when you have a, a ministry team, there's gonna be challenges and different perspectives and things. Yeah. And I think this is a pretty valuable tool. Um, just recently, he hosted a, a webinar about how it plays out in meetings and where the geniuses need to come on strong in different types of meetings and things. And it, it really, help me to have a better perspective on yeah. when my cloud type thinking needs to defer to those um, you know detail oriented people that actually get things done so exactly. good yeah. stuff there in yeah. those working I like it. I'm glad we ran across it mm -hmm. uh, and it's been a blessing so mm -hmm. all right Sally we're up to number two on your list yeah I just kind of had this revelation not too long ago and made sure that it got in in my picks of the week it's my Alexa home automation or smart home um, you might hear it referred to. I use Alexa, but you can use Google and Apple has some devices and things mm -hmm. out there as well. Um, again, back to my health crisis and things, um, being able to turn on lights with my voice became something that was hugely um, important to me. And we had done a little bit of it as we had set up our new home since we had just moved there recently, but we've added a whole lot this year and it's been a blessing. And um, yeah, I think a lot of things as you adjust to major changes in your life are about finding your balance and getting your systems readjusted and in place. And that's what Alexa was able to just help me um, you know, bridge some of those kind of challenges mm -hmm. and things and find my new way of living. And uh, definitely been a blessing. I could see it being a blessing to automate so many things. Um, right now it's automating our Christmas tree lights. They come on all throughout the house around 6 a.m. every morning and go off at 11. Our outside lights are on an overnight schedule automatically at sunset and yep. off at sunrise. Yep. And so many more things. But you definitely can make use of it in churches and schools as well to do some of those same kind of automations. Yep. Yeah, we use Alexa in our home as well. Yeah. Uh, and it, it has, uh, even though we can walk over and you know flip the light switch on, um, there, there are many kinds of automations that just makes life so much easier, like turning the Christmas tree on and That's off. That's right. And uh, making sure it goes off at the appropriate time. Even or, when you're not there, right. ours is exactly. going strong. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, and maybe this is a, a topic for a blog post or something. Do you speak to Alexa more often than you speak to your Lord and Savior? That's you know, an what's the balance there? You know, I thought about that the other day and thought, you know, I, I need to make some, so I, I can encourage myself that way. So That's very interesting, Martin. All right. Um, my number two is uh, a software product or a, an extension or website called Grammarly. Uh, many people have probably are probably familiar with it, but basically it's an AI assistant for your writing. Um, 
It plugs into as a Chrome extension. There's a desktop tool. Or there's a web tool as well. And basically, it helps you write better. And uh, my wife would tell you, who's an English teacher, that my grammar is, is sucks. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a matter of, you know, job, I really Debbie. need the help. Um, <laughs> She doesn't put it that way. She puts it a little nicer. <laughs> I don't really ask her anymore to correct my grammar, <laughs> which is all in thanks to Grammarly. Um, I, I have a problem. You know, most of my problems are with comma placements. I found, and over time, I've Grammarly has actually taught me how to write better. You're teachable. That's um, good. Rephrasing, passive voice. You know, those kinds of things. Um, but uh, I really pay attention to what Grammarly is suggesting in emails. Uh, it, it shortens them, it makes them more concise, it improves the communication, I think, um, very often. Right now I'm writing performance reviews and I apply it there so that you know, I'm getting the point across in, in written, uh, in good written, grammarly, grammar correct uh, um, style, and I wouldn't live without it. Um, I can use the uh, education version, so I, uh, there, I think that's free even for uh, educators. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of nice, and the ability just to, to, to know that that's kind of your, they, Grammarly's got your back uh, is, is super helpful. So I would say I've used this piece of technology more than anything else throughout the entire 2023. It's always there. So. Ooh, throw down the gauntlet there. Yep. How about yep. that? So. And you said something interesting right when you started. You said it's an AI mm -hmm. tool, and it's been around for a while, but we didn't call it an AI right. tool till this year where we're starting to recognize my Alexa helper and all those different things that AI's been doing, but really when ChatGPT hit the ground this year is yeah. when we all started really paying attention. Yeah. We can talk to. <laughs> yep, and it will rewrite or rephrase or recast your sentence. It'll tell you how positive or negative it is, oh, all those great. kinds of things, mm -hmm. so very nice. Sally, drum roll, number, number one. one. Number one this year for me is Canva. And um, we've demonstrated throughout the year, it was actually um, a pick around the time that someone had created a, a website with it. Mm -hmm. So you can create websites, you can create presentations, you can certainly create graphics, and that's where it's found its sweet spot for me this year as I uh, write and, and post imagery along with the Wells Tech blog, or um, website that we produce. And, uh, it has a touch of AI in it as well, actually. It probably has several places you can use AI. Mm -hmm. But the one I've been making use of is an add-on called Magic Media, which you can type out a very descriptive um, explanation of what kind of imagery you'd like. Last, or a couple of weeks ago, I think, we did one where we were talking about boxes. So I challenged the Magic Media to come up with three boxes and something that looked like a progression or whatever. And you get some really interesting results. I haven't been impressed with some of them, but some of them have hit the spot, mm -hmm. exactly. And so um, that's where pretty much all of 2023 graphics have come from the Canva Magic Media, which uh, has been a big help to me. Awesome. So made yeah. it my number one. Is that a paid for product or how does that work? It isn't. I'm just using the free premium. version, but okay. they do have, um, they have premium, premium templates yeah. and different things like that. Yeah. But as of now, I'm not paying a penny. Yeah. Great tool in uh, for any uh, church or school office, I would think. Right? I think so. Yeah, so, for awesome. sure. All right, my number one is another extension uh, that uh, kind of lives in the browser, and that is a bookmark program called Raindrop, raindrop.io. 
Um, when I talked about it on the show, I was just kind of getting into it, but I really recognized that this is something that I can't really live without at this point. Bookmark managers are built into every browser, but they all kind of are you know, not all that flexible, mm -hmm. useful. Uh, Raindrop is kind of a standalone, uh, but it still can be a part of your browsing experience. So uh, it's a little uh, button that appears in your browser. So if you want to bookmark a site, you can do that. Uh, and that's its, its core function. But you can do highlighting. Um, you can do organization and tagging. Um, you can bring it up through the interface. So you can kind of see all your bookmarks. And if you, there are also extensions, let's say on the Mac, uh, there are tools that will allow you to kind of uh, allow you to do like a spotlight search and just type in you know a couple letters of whatever bookmark you want to bring up, and it'll do it'll automatically open it. Nice. Um, so this is a, a great tool for capturing a lot of bookmarks, organizing them, and not really having to worry about what browser you're in. Years ago, we used Digo for, I for that. that. Yes. Um, Raindrop, you know, works kind of like that, where it's got link sharing, so you can kind of put collections together. Yep, it is. Nice. Um, so, uh, super. Uh, there's a free version. There's a premium version. I think the premium version is like 19 bucks a year, or something like that, Not which bad. allows you to store things offline. So it's actually bringing the content from the bookmark into the system. So even if the if the site changes or is offline or doesn't exist anymore, you're still going to have the content and your highlights. You can also embed notes. So you're really annotating the web, so to speak. And that's kind of what I missed about Digo, where mm -hmm. it uh, did, the, did a nice job with that. Um, I tried a few other tools, but this one seems to be the most flexible and useful. And the interface is uh, well done, and uh, it's just a nice tool that I use every day as well. So. What about transitioning to something like that? So you said you've tried other things. Were you able to do some importing? You can import it. You can migrate all your bookmarks. Yeah, like similar to the way you would transition to a new browser, for instance, okay. where you just export an HTML file or OPML file, suck it in, and, and all the stuff comes along. So um, that is my recommendation to anybody who's asking for a bookmark manager these days. Excellent. So. All right. Some good picks. Sal, you've done a great job of putting the compilation page together for all of our picks over the course of the year, or years. I mean, you could go back There's and, history and out there. <laughs> uh, see all the things that uh, intrigued us. We don't do the bottom three or the, you know, the worst picks of the year anymore, mm -hmm. um, but those are, those are going to happen because you, you, you get uh, enticed into to some of these shiny new objects, and then sometimes they aren't what they seem to be, or you thought that they had a more prominent place in your workflow, and they don't. Um, yeah. But these are the ones that we that resonated with us over the course of the year. Who so. knew when we started all this that we both like shiny technology <laughs> objects, huh? Probably why we started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the reasons. So, well, that is going to about do it for our look back at 2023. The Sally, I wanted to say at the end of 2023, um, really enjoyed. Our interactions, as usual, uh, Great enjoyed year. our the feedback we get from our Wells Tech listeners. Yeah, um, they they really make the show go. And looking forward to 2024. So. Yeah, who knows what it holds for us? Right, we're going to do another show in 2024, uh, Lord willing, and we'll probably do more of a, a look forward. You know, things to expect in 2024. We, we don't do you know, a little behind the curtain conversation here. We don't do some 
way out there planning. Technology moves a little bit too quickly and we don't have enough time to spend in planning, but uh, you know, who knows what it will hold. There are a few things we know will be uh, you know, important to us, but ultimately we'll see where it goes. It'll unfold. Yeah. For sure. Mary, uh, Merry Christmas, if you're, <laughs> if you're watching. Yeah, you're probably not watching this before Christmas, but uh, Happy New Year. There you go. Um, and we'll see you in 2024.